This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. As always, I'm joined by my guest host, sidekick Ramon B. How are you, Ramon? Just happy to be here once again. Did you have a lovely week? I did. It, it, it culminates right here, though. This is the pinnacle. This is the pinnacle. Is the, it? Ape, the zenith. Mountaintop. What's the opposite of zenith? Zonith? Nadir. I knew that. I just I was testing you. Just test. <laughs> just got off the phone with a guy who was talking about prospecting, and we ascertained one problem. He was not leaving messages. Oh, we jumped into real estate too soon. We got to wow. do the headlines of the day. That was quick. You know, I have a, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a stolen headline of the day because it's science. Well, they're all stolen, really. I figured as much, but I didn't say anything. Now, this is infotainment and science combined. So do you, ever, do you ever watch the Gutfeld show? I've seen his YouTube clips here and there. The funniest show, talk show, late night talk show in the history of TV, I think. Is that right? Very funny. Wow. Yes, very funny. So uh, it's on the Fox News. On the Fox. Uh-huh. Fair and balanced, but not on the Gutfeld show. <laughs> they're not fair. or And they're, they're fair and unbalanced, I would say. But he has a guy on there that's a comedian. His name is Rob Long. So they were talking about this uh, study or research or something that tried to figure out how many friends should a person have. You okay. ever think about that? No. So uh, Rob Long, comedian, said – now, this is scientific, I know. He says, well, the, the way you figure that out is you count the number of – British TV shows that you watch and multiply it by the number of cats you own. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's I was it. just doing the math in my head and I can <laughs> see why I don't have any friends. I don't have any cats. Okay. Well, that's a good sign. I would say cats are to hoarding what rubber is to tires. Wow. The sine qua non. You must have it. You can't hoard. You can't be a hoarder. Without cats. You, you may be offending some of our podcast listeners who love cats. Well, why would this show be any different than all the others? That's true. Yeah. We have to offend everybody yeah, we're not going to do point. new stuff. We're yes. just doing the same old rehash, offensive. So, um, uh, by the way, when, in the minute I mentioned Fox News, I offended half about the people. About half of them were About gone. half of them. So, uh, now, I want to talk a little bit about the listing presentation. So, I was talking to... My buddy there, and he was talking about how he's in a little bit of a slump on the prospecting. Um, but the purpose of every conversation that every fearless agent has on the phone, and you need to write this down if you haven't already, you you only get paid for two things in real estate. One is scheduling appointments, and the other is getting signatures. So any conversation that's not directly leading to an appointment scheduled or a uh, contract signed, listing contract, buyer broker agreement, purchase contract, whatever, is a uh, wasted conversation, idle chit-chat. So, you know, when, when I got into real estate, uh, there's all these, you know, so-called coaches and trainers out there 
and they were teaching me the same stuff that all the whole industry is just filled with this stuff. And they, back in those days, maybe this still happens, I don't know, but there was people teaching you that you would go to, you would schedule a listing appointment and then you would go out, take a look at the house, and then you would go back home, do the CMA, um, and then you would go back to a second appointment to do the, the you know, take the listing, which, you know, and that's what they taught. It was very common. That was a very common school of thought, I guess. And I, and I remember immediately thinking, and I had a, a retail sales background, but I, I remember thinking, that doesn't make any sense. I Why would I drive there, drive back, drive back? And then take the listing. I'm already there. We could do that in one visit. So there, so there was lots of stuff like that that just made no sense. So you, if you think of all the things that you're you're doing in your real estate career that you were taught by somebody else, that just makes literally no sense. For example, buying leads or the the real estate company provides you leads. In fact, this morning I was talking to a coaching student and. She was telling me, and she works for a great company, and the company thinks part of their job, which it isn't, but they thought part of their job was to provide her with these leads. And I forget the name of the uh, platform that they use, but uh, anyway, they're giving they're giving her lots of leads, and then her job is to call those leads. And, uh, of course, most of them are buyers and most of them are broke. And uh, so, so she ends up cold calling buyers. Okay, so everybody write this down. Cold call equals seller. If you're going to invest time to make a cold call, you better be calling somebody who has a house to sell, maybe. But if you, if you are given a lead – uh, to cold call a buyer lead, that's cra- and then some of them were tenants, and oh my goodness, it was just it was just crazy. But that's the stuff the industry is full of, and there are whole real estate companies based on this buying leads model and handing them out or selling them for a referral fee to their to their agents. So all of this all of this stuff is crazy. So the reason it's crazy is because there's an obviously better way to go. If if you did want to work with buyers, and there's certainly nothing wrong with that, um, why wouldn't you just hold an open house? If you held an open house, you would get way better leads, way more of them in a much shorter period of time, and they'd be area-specific, price range-specific. You know, you could, you could pick the open house you do. So if you're, if you're in a little slump maybe, uh, think about holding an open house. So find an area that has a lot of traffic. So a 1960s built dense area of town is going to have more traffic than the 2019 built area where nobody wants to live. So uh, you can look on Google Maps, see where the density is. That's where you want to hold your open house. It wouldn't even have to be an open house from uh, uh, a listing from your own company necessarily. But if you and then go to my video, go to my website, go to fearlessagent.com, go to the video training page, watch the video under the category uh, working with buyers, 
that says how to make right now money in real estate or something like that. That's the title. And that teaches you an open house scam, I mean strategy, that will get you booking lots of appointments. So um, I've had an agent uh, uh, that I coached book seven listing appointments in one open house. I had another person book six in-office face-to-face buyer appointments in one open house. So that's a great way to to get you out of the office, get you doing something different. Uh, but if you want to focus on listings, you know, being on the phone all day, obviously, is going to be the best way to do that. So the two-stop listing appointment, that was crazy idea. Buying leads, that's a crazy idea. The other one is tour the property first. When you show up to a listing appointment – and most coaches teach this. They say, okay, the first thing you, you do is say, I'm going to take a look at your house you know, without you, the seller, walking me through it. Some, some people teach that, which is absolutely insane. Uh, the other one is uh, let's go take a look at your house first before we sit down and talk. So that is completely incompetent. Uh, anybody who knows anything about sales – would know this. These are the principles that you cannot violate. You never talk commission until you they're sold, the sellers is sold on the are sold on the price. You never talk about price until they're sold on you, your company, and listing with you tonight. And you never talk about you and your company to somebody who's not sold on the idea of using an agent. So if it's a for sale by owner, you would give a for sale by owner presentation. And then at the end of that, when they say, oh, yeah, this crazy FISBO idea, I don't know what we were thinking, we're over that. Then then you do the listing presentation at the end of that when they're saying, oh, yeah, you're the agent for me, Garrett, you know, for sure we're doing business with you because we talked to other agents and they clearly were not fearless agents. Um so if we can agree on a price, is it fair to say we're going to get the ball rolling tonight? Yes. Then you would talk price for the first time. So when you tour the property first, you've seen the property and then you go back to the kitchen table and they say, so how much do you think our house is worth? And it would be very difficult to say, well, gee, I don't know. I haven't seen your house yet. <laughs> you know. So the first thing you do is get them to the kitchen table, okay? So doing things out of order, talking price, taking the tour first, all the stuff that the industry teaches is just common sense would tell you that's not the way to go. Uh, If you just want to help the seller, uh, you would do things in the right order. Like if you went to a doctor, they do things in the right order. They wash their hands first. Um, if they're a podiatrist, I think they wash their hands after. Depends on your insurance, I think. Right. Yeah. Well, my insurance, I don't even, they don't even wash their hands. <laughs> okay. So, um, so here's, here's what you do. You, you do, we, we follow a step-by-step process. So the first step in our process, you know, you ring the doorbell, you pay them a compliment, you take them directly to the kitchen table. So if you've never done a fearless agent listing presentation um, yet, that's what we do. We take them directly to the kitchen table. They say, hey, would you like to look at the house? They think, the seller thinks, 
that it's all about the house. So they will try to show you their house. So the minute you walk in the door, they say, yeah, let me, let me show you around. A fearless agent says, you know, before we do that, I just want to sit at your kitchen table with you and just – I'm going to take some notes when I look at your house. Uh, you know, so let's, let's, let's just go to the kitchen table. Well, wouldn't you be more comfortable here in the living room? No, you know, I got a bad back. Let's, let's sit at the kitchen table. Well, there's kind of uh, some messy stuff on the kitchen table. Well, I'll, I'll help you clean that off. Let's, let's go to the kitchen table. See, friends sit at the kitchen table or the dining room table if there is no kitchen table. But sitting in the living room way across from them or something like that, that's not how you're going to get a contract signed, certainly. So you get them to the kitchen table. Then you do the expired list intro. You guys have heard us talk about that on the show. Then you do the preview. Now, that lets them know what's at stake. Uh, It lets them know this is about success or failure. Then you do the preview of coming attractions. That lets them be comfortable with what's about to happen. They, they say, oh, this isn't going to be so bad. He obviously has a plan. He knows what he's doing. And then, uh, and then you ask them the four questions, which is a framework that's really, you know, could be 15 or 20 questions depending on their situation. And at the end of that, they will be completely sold on you and probably sold on doing business with you tonight because you're asking them about stuff that no other agent has ever asked them about, that, and which proves you care more than the other agents do. And then, then you take the tour of the house. And how you do that is completely different. You're not, you're not telling them to fix, paint, straighten up, stage, none of the baloney that agents talk about. None of that will happen. Then you come back to the kitchen table and then you talk about your company is the very first thing. And by the way, this we're going to do a shameless plug. Can we do that? Oh, we can do it like this. Time for Bob Leffler's shameless plug. By the way, that little intro makes it sound like I thought up the sh- – oh, I did think up the shameless plug. That's <laughs> you right. did. So by the way, if any, if any of the stuff we talk about here on the big podcast makes sense to you and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were – if you're open to the idea of having some help with that and you'd like to learn more, you can call me anytime, 480-385-8810. That is my cell phone. And we'll just see if you and what you're trying to do and what we do, if that would even be a good fit. If it is, you're going to get rich. If it's not, then we'll admit that to each other, and I'm still happy to help you in any other ways I can. And there are quite a few of those. So uh, you can call me, 480-385-8810. I love talking to realtors. I don't want you to think you're bothering me. Don't email me. Don't text me. This is sales. Always call me at 480-385-8810. If you are a uh, real estate company owner and you happen to be recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were, And uh, you can call me about that, too, after you go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com and watch that video. Everybody who watches that video would know. Most owners who uh, maybe know a little bit about me, they watch that video and they hire me. So you would know if that that probably after watching that, after what we if what we do would be a good fit for you and then give me a call and um, and you can have your agents. 
you know, listen to this podcast. Uh, you can also register or uh, what do we call it? Subscribe. That's what we call it. Not register. Subscribe at fearlessagent.tv so you can watch all our free videos, which would be much better coaching for free than you would pay any other coach any amount of money for. So, so when we get back to the kitchen table, we've toured the house. They're already sold on us because we're fearless agents. They're thinking, oh, this person's way different than everybody else we've talked to. Always assume they've talked to other agents because they almost always have. And then then you sit down and now you're going to go through the uh, objection-crushing machine, the competition-crushing machine that is the fearless agent listing presentation. So you don't want to make it all about your brand. So if you if you work for a one of the major brands, Coldwell Banker, Century Twenty One, Keller Williams, you know Berkshire Hathaway, any of the any of the big brands, Remax, they they have this you know canned listing presentation that of course is all about the brand. It's all about the apps and the doodads and the all, all kinds of stuff, and they're all basically the same. And I've seen every single one of them, and they're uniquely uh, or universally, I should say, horrifying. So whoever designs those presentations doesn't know anything about sales and they're doing the show the features, sell the benefits, overcome the objections model that does not work. So um, uh, we are going to say, well, you know, you've got a great house here and let me just take a few moments to show you how I work, okay? Now, again, they're already sold on me by the time I come back to the kitchen table. So obviously, I work for Century 21 or whatever whatever company you work for. Uh, now, if your company has only one location, like a smaller uh, independent with only one location, you would do this slightly differently than you would if you force, for example, in my town, Phoenix, Arizona, you know, fifth largest market in the nation in population – there are uh, many, many Century 21s in town. So I'm not only competing you know, with my own – with every other brand. I'm competing with my own brand. So each Century 21 is independently owned and operated. But there's company – you know, Remax, same thing. There's lots of Remaxes in my town. But if you're the only – one, then then you would do this slightly differently. So for for me, I happened to work for Century 21 when I was an agent. I would say, uh, you know, obviously I work for Century 21. And, you know, I don't know how much you know about them. But the reason I work for Century 21 is they do the best job of helping me help you find the one buyer on planet Earth that's willing to pay more for your house than anybody else in the whole world ever would. That's the goal, right? So I don't know how many tens of thousands of dollars you might lose or how many tens of thousands of dollars less your house would sell for if I was working for the second best brand but it's not worth it for me to find out. That's why I chose Century 21 because you're worth it, okay? So that makes it about the customer. So everything in, the, in, the, in, the, in a fearless agent presentation, it's never about the agent. It's never about the company. It's always about the customer. 
And that is a glaring difference. If, 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 if you want to differentiate yourself from every other agent that they've talked to and you don't know who they are, who they might be, and one of them or two of them were very close friends of theirs that they already like. So if rapport building worked, if that was a good idea, which it clearly is not, then why was I able to get the listing instead of their very close friend who was willing to give them a discount? Why was it that they listed with me, a total stranger, that charged 7% when their very close friend that they trust completely and know have known for a long time because rapport building, familiarity breeds contempt is the old saying. That's true. So they might not have contempt for their friend, but they don't think their friend is the real estate expert like I am. And, and maybe they are, actually, but it doesn't look that way because I come in and I don't do I, – I don't skip steps. I don't you – know, I, I just do the fearless agent listing presentation. And I was thinking about uh, that this morning. Uh, I don't know how many times I've done the fearless agent listing presentation when I was an agent to uh, – you know, I've done it probably more times now that I'm – since I've been an agent to, uh, you know, groups or at, at events or stuff like that, demoed it. But um, – or on the podcast here or my, you know, coaching shows that, I, that the subscribers do, coaching students do. But I've done it the exact same way. Every single time. I have never deviated from it. Once I invented it, it has never been done differently. I have never skipped a step. I, w I wouldn't skip a step if they were my best friend, worst enemy. It wouldn't matter. Everybody gets the exact same thing. And, and the funny thing about that is it makes it boring. So when I do um, – you know, like when I do an event – you know, there's people clapping and the standing ovation and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I wish they knew that I've told the same jokes a hundred times, a thousand times, actually. Oh, yeah. And the people are nice. You get to meet, meet new people. That's fun. Okay, so I like meeting the people. But once the show starts, I'm doing the same shtick over and over and over again and it's the same hotel it's always a holiday inn express cuz i am now i'm a diamond elite member i used to be a platinum member that is impressive yeah diamond elite i'm not even sure that i i don't notice the difference though yeah what do you get like an extra upgrades they give you some sort of a little extra bag there. of free coffee there in the they, toilet they they do give you that yeah so um you know, it's the same rental car. It's Enterprise rental car. These should be sponsors of the they, show. They should. Shouldn't Holiday Inn Express pay us for this? Mm, I don't think they Shameless would. endorsement. They Enterprise. Might. Love Enterprise. Yeah. Uh, I have a great Cox Cable story. Go to go to Cox I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's how it goes. They probably won't be a sponsor, so go ahead. Yeah. My internet goes out. Mm -hmm. All my coaching students heard about this. My internet goes out, and then uh, they uh, – uh, send out a guy. Now, the guy they sent out is young. Not that I have a problem with that. But he's a guy who looked like a little bit of a slacker. He wasn't walking with purpose. Gotcha. You know, kind of a slow. I thought, eh, this guy's not my not my kind of guy, really. But, you know, he knows more about cable fixing than I do. So I, I tell him where the little, what, what do they call that, the router or the modem mm -hmm. or whatever is. And then... Um, 
then he goes out and there's this hole in a there's a little thing over a hole in my yard where there's some wires yeah. and junk, you know, complicated looking stuff. Yeah. And he goes and he fiddles around with that. And then he comes back. Now, I've I've been without Internet, which in my business is not great. You need no. Internet to do what I do. And then uh, he comes back and he says, yeah. He goes, I wasn't able to fix it. And I, I thought, well, I'm not surprised, you know. Yeah. And and then he said, it's pr- there's something down the line. He's pointing like down the street like there's a line. Uh, fiber optics, he did mention that. And uh, – he said it's probably going to be you know twenty four or forty eight hours before they can uh, look at that. I go okay, you know that's fine. So he leaves, and then five minutes later, Cox Cable representative, customer service representative calls me. Now I don't know what country this woman is from, but I cannot understand her. Okay, now I only have a problem with that. Like if she was working in a factory building stuff, making $500,000 a year. I have no problem with that. But when you're a customer service representative, like I'm not going to go to France and do customer service when I don't speak French, right? It is nice to be understood. It makes sense. It would. In fact, the only thing I know how to say in French is je ne parle pas français. Do you know what that means? I do not. It means I do not speak French. That comes in handy. That will come in handy. And if you say it faster, it makes you sound more je ne parle pas français. It makes it sound more important and, and very close. romantic yeah. as well, and a little romantic. So, uh, so she calls me. I can't understand her, and she says uh, something along the lines of, "I just wanted to know how your experience was with your with your, with your repairman." And I said, "Well, you called me at the exact wrong time because the experience was horrible. I've been without internet for a couple of couple of you know days or something, and now." Uh, and now he comes over to tell me he can't fix it. You know, here the guy you send out to fix it can't fix it. You should have sent a different guy, obviously. And then, and I'm polite when I'm saying this. And then, uh, you know, it's going to be another couple of days. So uh, actually, after 21 years of using Cox Cable, I'm thinking about uh, switching to a uh, provider, which is actually able to make the thing work. And by the way, I can't understand a word you're saying. Wow. <laughs> that's not your fault. <laughs> it's just I'm not from whatever country you came from. And that's, uh, you know, that's my, my fault, I guess. So, but anyway, have a nice day. And I hang up. So five minutes later, my doorbell rings. <laughs> I open the door. There's a, a chunky looking guy that looks like a Cox Cable representative. He goes, your internet's working. I just want <laughs> that's how that's how you get what you want. Just anyway. be brutally honest about it. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and nice. I was polite. Oh, I'm sure you were. I was very polite because I've been there. I've been I've been unable to fix problems that I was supposed to be able to fix. I'm married. This is what I'm talking about. I understand. You understand. So um, what were we talking about? Real I have estate? no idea. We were talking about real estate. So uh, so. When you're a fearless agent, you're going to care about the customer. You're going to do things differently. And uh, oh, this is now. What if you're the only? What if you work for a company that has multiple locations? Then I'd say, by the way, uh, you know, my company has lots of locations, but not all of them are created equal either. And of all the locations of my particular brand uh, or, you know, Century 21 is what I would say, 
you know, my particular location has some additional programs and services that, again, make my job that much easier in finding you that one buyer that will be willing to pay way, way more than all the other buyers. And again, that's the goal. So you add that if you have multiple locations uh, for your company. Now, if you're the owner of your company and there is uh, one location only, maybe you don't have any agents working for you or maybe you do, but when you're the owner of the company, then that is a slightly different conversation too. Then you say, you know, I started this company because at the other companies I was with or other company I was with, I wasn't able to do some things for my customers that uh, I thought was important. And, uh, you know, that so that story has to be a part of that. So uh, once again, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.tv and subscribe. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, you can do that on whatever platform you got. Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast if you would. Um, also, go to fearlessagent.com, watch our free webinar, go to the speaking page, uh, which is where I sell my little speaking gigs, and watch. There's a, about a 20-minute video there. That would be helpful. You can take some notes. And then at any point, if you think the coaching might be a good fit for you or you find it interesting, give me a call at 480-385-8810 and we'll just do a little complimentary coaching call. There will be no sales pitch. We're just trying to find out if it's a good fit for you. If it's not, I will certainly tell you that I don't think it's a good fit. If you don't think it's a good fit, you can tell me that. Maybe we would agree. Uh, but if it is a good fit, you will get rid. So uh, until next week, do what we always do. The three things, always have fun. Number two, always be humble. But most of all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Oh,